Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host, Dion Thompson, and I am, as always, sweaty as fuck. I am, those songs that my guest Karen had picked out um, were brilliant and awesome and fun. And um, I just want to highlight Footloose, Kenny Loggins, please, if you are over 40 right now, I mean, not right now, listen to this podcast afterwards, go and put some headphones in, and dance around your house to Footloose, you will thank me. It was awesome. I just feel so energized and I'm so grateful. I mean, it's been three weeks since I've recorded a podcast and this, that was, those were the exact songs that I needed to get my ass moving. And I'm glistening and glowy and fabulous and so, so grateful uh, to Karen for choosing those songs. Welcome, Karen Timer to the Hot Mess Awesomeness podcast. So happy that you're here. Thank you, thank you. So, I um, I've had the pleasure of connecting with Karen recently, and I'm absolutely enamored. I'm fascinated by um, the stories of women who, you know, it, it, it's not about looking back and feeling regret. It's more just about looking at where you are and taking those steps forward into freedom. And I, um, you have. Uh, I'm excited to hear about your story and about being 50 and free. And um, although I'm not quite 50 yet, I, I, it, th- that's just a number. For me, it's about getting to that stage in life when you know that you matter, that your happiness is a priority, and as a result, you are more present, more full, and have more to give back, which, you know, that to be of service, to be here, to be giving back, to, to, to know our purpose. Um, that, that's kind of the biggie. So I'm looking forward to hearing all about that. So yay. So welcome. Um, officially, so Karen is a health and wellness advocate. She's both a registered massage therapist and a registered holistic nutritionist. She's been practicing for over 13 years. Um, and within the past, or the last four years, four and a half years, Karen's expanded her health and wellness business into um, health and wellness creation, becoming a distribution partner for Organo Worldwide, which I'm really excited to try, even though I don't like mushrooms, and we'll talk about that. Um, and so she's now working closely with elite clinical nutrition experts in both the US and Canada, which is awesome, um, and working towards her newest journey to share with others uh, called the Roadmap to Being 50 and Feeling Free, which is what I'm really looking forward to diving into. Um, and this is to help inspire and motivate women that there is life after 50, which, like I said, um, as, a, as a number, um, it's a pretty prominent uh, one. And um, for those of us who are approaching it, um, it, it can feel really daunting. So I, I, again, I'm really looking forward to hearing about your journey and your story and, and the insights and wisdoms that you've gained that have led you to take on new adventures and expand um, the way that you show up in the world and, and, and how you are present. And yeah, so welcome, my friend. Thank you, Dion. That was awesome. I really <laughs> enjoyed our dancing. 
That was so much fun. I feel like I haven't danced in ages. So right. Um, yeah, yeah. So thank you for having me here today and sharing my story. Um, I have this thing of if I can inspire one person every day, then then my day is complete, right? Yeah, yeah. So a little bit about uh, how I came up with 50 and free. And of course it can be 40 and free. It doesn't really matter. Right. It's just, my story is at 50. Right. <laughs> right. So, right. and and like you say, you know, uh, approaching 50 is one thing, but when you hit it all of a sudden, it's like, Holy crap, where did time go? Right. right. And for me, it was, um, you know, I, I hit 50 and, or I think it was just before I hit 50, but anyways, and then it was like, Oh my God, where has life gone? right? What have I accomplished? Where do I see my future going? Because it's like, this is how the first part of my life looks like, or looked like, what do I want the second part to look like? And I knew if I continued down the path I was going, I wasn't going to travel more, maybe have a bigger house, you know, maybe have money to have choices with, right? Like, uh, you know, so one of the things I knew I had to change was I left my marriage, <laughs> you know, unfortunately we just grew apart and I didn't see him in my future. Uh-huh. And, and, and that was tough because I mean, you know, we don't get married to go. I'm going to end up in a divorce. Right. Although, right. although it's funny, but anyway, that's another story. So <laughs> Maybe sometimes we do int- intuitively know. Um, so I just, I left my marriage and then I was going, holy crap, what do I do now? I'm a single income. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny because network marketing showed up, Organo showed up at the exact same time, pretty much as I was leaving my husband. Right. And I kept thinking, I don't need another business. I need to focus on my massage business because I need to make money and make money real fast. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like I said, sometimes opportunities show up when we least expect it right and we push it away because it's like that's not where I'm focusing right anyway bottom line is I ended up joining up I kind of you know went okay I just need to do something right so I I joined up network marketing and that actually started opening doors for me so we lived together for a year a year later we finally went okay we got to sell the house and go separate ways but I had a really hard time letting go right? It's like he moved on, got into another relationship. And I'm just like, well, what's wrong with me? Right? Thinking something was wrong with me. Right? So I have a close friend of mine that said, you need to uh, listen to Esther and Abraham Hicks. (laughs) And I was like, I don't even know who they are. But at that point in my life, I was like a sponge, like somebody just, I was so stressed out. It's like, point me in the right direction. Right? Right? Just somebody give me something. Right? And um, so I started listening to her. And she kind of explained how what, what it means when we live in the past and how our mind works and how our emotions work. And I was like, huh, this is fascinating. Our body gets addicted to emotions and it wants to be in the past because it's comfortable. Right. So I started, this is where my journey can like got bigger and bigger. Right. So then from there, I started getting into the Dr. Joe Dispenza Mm -hmm. and learning more about that, how your body works. Um, on a physiological way Mm -hmm. of when we have a a thought, it releases a chemical, we get an emotion, it releases another chemical. And again, this is just a chemical reaction in our body. (laughs) Science, (laughs) it's all science. It's all science, right? So I was like, oh, okay. So every time, but it helped me because every time I started living in the past, I was like, huh, no, this is a chemical reaction. We're going to continue to move forward. That's what worked in my mind, right? And 
from there that I, I, I've had cancer before. So I, I'm a cancer survivor of, I think, 11 years now. So thank you, universe. Yeah. And um, I started having a lot of digestive issues. Mm. And I thought, and I kept going, I don't, you know, I was afraid of getting cancer again, because I was lucky right. to get cancer to get rid of, right? So, um, and it was a blessing in my life, actually. And um, so from there, I got into a friend of mine said, you need plant medicine. I was like, well, what's plant medicine, right? So <laughs> you need ayahuasca. I'm like, I don't even know what that is, right? Anyway, so um, so plant medicine. So I finally got into it and started doing my research and everything. And and um, it it literally changed my life. So all mm-hmm. these little tips, all these tricks, it's really about getting rid of stuck emotions that don't serve us anymore. And this is what I've really learned through this journey is get rid of lineage stuff because frankly, most of the stuff we carry isn't even ours. Right. Right. So our cells hold on to memory. Whose memory is it? Where do you think anxiety and depression come from? Right. It's not ours personally. It comes from generations back. So what my journey is about purging out, getting rid of these stuck emotions that don't serve us anymore. So I can become into my awesomeness. Yes. Right. So this is what my journey has done. It's, it's taught me awareness. It's taught me uh, when a negative emotion comes up, it's teaching me I'm not in alignment with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it's also teaching me that it's, it's a lesson. It's like, what is my lesson that I have to learn? What, what old programming do I need to get rid of? And, right. and that's actually been amplified a little bit lately, but um, that's okay. It's because I'm, I'm moving into a new direction in my business from being challenged, right? So the old me would be like, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. I'm getting that heart palpitation. Maybe this isn't right for me. Maybe I'm not good enough. Who's going to listen to me? Chatter, chatter, chatter. Yep. I was like, no, I am good enough. I am going to get through this. I'm going to have my anxiety about it. But I know it's, it's, it's about getting me I'm on the right path and I really feel like I'm on to something that is truly me. Yeah. I, I I love all of that. And I was, I was taking some, I was taking some notes. Um, I really love the concept of, and I I love Joe Dispenza's work. I'm, I'm not um, a super fan as some are. I haven't traveled the world, you know, like he's the Grateful Dead, but um, I do love where the art the soul, the the woo-woo meets the science. And so with him, you know, uh, Bruce Lipton and, and, and all of the, the researchers that are doing that work. Um, this idea of being addicted to emotions, I find fascinating. And now the word addiction in and of itself, you know, has some very specific meaning and, but that your body gets very comfortable in patterns um, and very used to running the same patterns such that it, you know, we, it's our default. Right. So I, I default to anger and then I release the chemicals for anger. My body feels and goes, oh, okay. Yep. I'm used to this. So I'm comfortable here, even though it is uncomfortable, but our body is, is, is used to it. And it becomes this, well, that's where I'm supposed to be. That's where we start calibrating to like, as if that is our center where it's really just been uh, a habit or it's a pattern that we've created and we've been continuously doing it over and over again. And um, I've been doing a lot of reading and a lot of investigating personally in this idea of um, 
sort of embodied mindfulness and the 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 way that we hold ourselves in physical space um, is is also part of the habit of holding on to these emotions that aren't serving us. So if I so this is may sound very strange, but when I get stressed out or I feel like I'm out of control, so say these were my feet, my right foot turns on its side, which is in and of itself a neutral, innocuous action, but it has been um, connected to stress. So if I turn my foot on its side, I can release stress into my body. Like I, I can, it goes both ways. And so um, now I'm much more conscious of it. I'm like, put your foot down, take a breath, change the emotional state, change the physical state. It's very, I find it very powerful. And I think what you were saying about um, listening and sort of being like that observer going, oh, this is a pattern. This is an old program. Yeah, no thanks. Um, I don't have to run it. Because it exists doesn't make it my truth. Because it was there doesn't make it me. It, 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 I, I have choices. And I, for me, you know, um, this idea of freedom is about acknowledging at that stage in our lives, which for many of us, it's like after 30, after 40, that we do have choices. We just felt for so long that we didn't. It was just happening, like you said, epigenetically. So generationally, it's just been, this is just the way that life is. This yeah. is how I exist. I, yeah. I get angry when this happens. I feel depressed when this happens. I scream when this happens. I just, because that's what we've always done. And that's mm -hmm. what we will always do. Kind of, this is, that's, it just is. It's the truths of life. Until you go, well, how come, if it's a truth of life, how come nobody, like, they're not doing that. So if it's not universal, does that mean I can be like them instead of having to be like, what, this is, this lineage of shit? Like, fuck, I, I just, the moment I figured that out, that changed things for me. So I'm, I, I love that that was very much part of your initial journey because it is a very powerful piece of awareness. And I mean, it's important to have support and guides in your life that go, hey, maybe you just want to learn a little bit about this. And maybe you just want to go and take this kind of information in. And, um, but once you do, you can really open a door and then you get to just exist in it. So tell us more about that. Tell us about when you stepped into that space and you're now using these strategies of, mm, that's old, don't want it. What, have, what has been some of the impact that you've seen? Um, some of the gains, like you, as you reflect back and go, oh, that's a lot different than it used to be. What would you say has sort of been those biggest aha uh, moments? Or I'm going to give you my recent one because hmm. I feel like there's a lot of aha moments. So yeah, because again, I'm going to bring back to because I'm expanding my business, I'm rebranding myself. There's a lot of fears around it, right? Like of like, again, it's all programming not good enough, didn't have a university degree, whatever, right? So, but I'm going to give you an example because a couple of weeks ago, I was doing a podcast. I was being a guest again, and, okay. and I had to write a bio. Maybe this might have even been three weeks ago, and I had to write a bio. And I was like, oh my God, and I stressed about it. And I stressed about it because I'm like, I don't know how to write a bio, right? So, I mean, what am I going to, like, I don't know what to say, right? So, from there, from there, I spiraled. And I started having wicked anxiety around this, right? Heart palpitations, feeling anxious, feeling all these emotions, right? And this went on for five hours of this. Now, at the same time, my dog is very sensitive to my emotions. So at the same time, I'm getting anxiety. 
and, and frustrated over a bio. He's whining, he's barking, he's driving me crazy. And I'm just like, just shut up, right? I love my dog, but when he gets like that, it's like, I don't love him as much, right? <laughs> but anyway, so, and all of a sudden I felt this anger just coming up and I took my phone and I was just like, Fudge, right? And I smashed my phone on the ground because I needed to move this energy. I didn't like it. I, it was either that or I was going to, like, I felt like I could have hit a wall, right? Mm -hmm. Well, then, and then I break a hand and then I can't massage. And then I, I don't want to hurt me, right? So I'll hurt the phone. And then I laughed because I smashed the phone on the ground. And I was like, and then I sat there and I started laughing and I'm going, huh, I guess I have some anger that needs to be moved, right? Because I was like, because sometimes I've had people say to me, you know, Karen, what do you do to move anger? And I'm like, I don't have anger. No, I'm just really good at bearing it, right? <laughs> Which I didn't realize till recently. So anyway, so then I'm like, damn, I hope I didn't break my phone because that would have really sucked, right? Phone's fine. Everybody's fine. I'm actually laughing now because of this, this energy, right? So I'm like, okay, maybe I need to journal this out, whatever it is. It's just a bio, right? Like, look it up on YouTube, look it up on the internet, see what other people are. But I, it, it was my own old programming. So what happened was it's like, okay, I better journal this out. I'm a huge fan of journaling because it gets me to my answers faster, right? Like it's like, oh, hey, wait, wait, did everybody hear that? Gets you to your answers faster. Okay. Please keep going. Yes. My friend taught me that because I fought journaling for the longest time because I'm like, I don't know what to write. I don't know this, but just write that down, right? So what she did teach me is don't worry about the why. Like who cares about the why? Why this? Why that? Just go, what do I need to do to make this icky feeling go away? That's it, right? So anyway, I journaled it out. And after journaling it, because you have to be honest in your journal, not sugarcoat it. This is your journal. I discovered what my problem was is I didn't feel like I was good enough because I didn't have a university degree. That was huge. And now I understand this is a pattern in my life that this is the old programming, right? So I was like, well, hmm, lots of people I know are successful because I was brought up saying, uh, you can't be, if you don't go to university and it's not, it's not, doesn't mean my parents were bad parents. You know, if you don't go to university or college, you'll never be successful and make the big bucks. This is the program that's been running in my mind for many, many years, right? So I discovered that that's not true. I know lots of successful people who aren't, um, who don't have a university degree. And so then I was like, okay, well, if I need to send somebody to someone who has a university degree, then I will refer them to somebody who has a university degree. So that made me feel better. And then I thought, you know what, I'm going to take out all my diplomas and all my certificates and all these workshops I've done and put them all in a frame. And I've got them around me right now. And, and I'm like, you know what, I have accomplished a lot in my life, you know? So, but all that anxiety, all these, all this, all these things that my patterns in my life, this all makes sense now, right? So now that I got rid of that, and put up my diplomas and stuff and went, you know what? I am pretty awesome. <laughs> and I have done a lot. Now I was able to move forward because I'm like, I'm not staying this. I don't care if I smash my phone. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Right. So yeah. that is a brilliant use of journaling, by the way. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm such a huge advocate of 
that moment when we look beyond the current narrative that we've been holding on to so tightly, the this, this self-identifier, right? So, you know, and I, and I talk about this a lot about when we think of the story of our lives, it's very like from here to here to here to here to here. And I'm the one that went through this and suffered this. And now I do this, or I don't ever do any of those things. Right. But all along, there's other things that are happening. Usually at many points throughout our lives, our highest self is showing up and accomplishing things, whether we notice or not. Right. <laughs> like, and so it's what a testament to um, your shift into that uh, higher self space to be able to like, okay, hold the phone. Let me just go get, I'm going to gather the things like, oh, oh, you don't, you don't believe that we're good enough. Okay, hold on. I'm going to go get all the pieces of paper that apparently you need to see. And we're going to plaster the wall with them. And um, I, I, anyone can do that at any point to be able to just go, okay, wait, let me just turn my attention to things that I've done. And maybe I don't have to say them out loud yet. I don't have to shout them from the rooftops and say, hey, everybody, look at all the things I did. But the main person in our lives, number one, uh, has to hear it and has to see it and has to be reminded that you are fucking awesome. And um, you've been doing great things all along. Long, like all through those days when the generations before were telling us, this is what you have to do to be successful. And if you don't, then you're not. And um, because you are definitely not the only one. I mean, I hear that constantly. Um, I, I too feel the same way, like that I, I happen to have certain pieces of paper, but they still weren't good enough because they weren't this piece of paper. So even when you get there, you don't get there because you, you know, it's under this pressure of that it has to be this and only this. And if you're not this, then, then, you know, lie down, you're all done. Right. So brilliant. So thank you for sharing that and what you had done in that moment. Number one, like how powerful it is just to feel the feelings, just to allow them to exist, throw the phone. I mean, or whatever, or the pillow, if that makes you feel better, right? Like oh, the phone made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, break, so. right. And it, in the safety of your space and, and you did make a choice in the moment. Do I, do I punch the wall? Do I throw the phone? Punching the, and, and that quick conscious decision to break the hand, lose my business, probably not the greatest choice, but I still need to do something. You know, um, I remember in university, I was in sort of a bit of a rage fit and I threw liquid paper across the wall. I don't know if anybody remembers what liquid paper is, but it was like this liquid that covered up mistakes and it smashed all over the wall. And I went, okay, well, it's better than what I would have done, which, you know, there was all kinds of things I would have done. I'm like, I'm just going to go to bed now. I went to bed with the liquid paper all over the wall and it was still on my bed and I'm like, whatever. Um, but yes, the, one of those moments where you just have to feel through that. And, um, and the, that pinpoint moment when you made the decision to process what happened, because you can feel it, but then it, if you don't deal with it, then it's just, I was the one that threw the phone, but you picked up the journal, right? And you let that work through you. Um, so for the non-journalers, the journalers all know this, but for the non-journalers, the action of taking a pen and putting it to paper, magically, scientifically, whatever you want to call it, allows you to get to the answers faster and allows you to be curious in a way without spinning. Because when we keep thoughts in our head, even though we think we're thinking it through, we're often just thinking in a circle because we only have the we either have no answer or we only have one answer that's not the right answer and we can't seem to get to the next one. 
when you write, you release opportunity, you see it out in front of you, it becomes sort of this thing you can question and go, well, that's interesting. I, oh, and when have I done that before? Oh, I never even thought of that before. Funny, I've, met, I've written down things that go, I didn't even know I knew that. Like, but I must have, because it just came out of this pen. So um, it's such a powerful tool. And um, just to say on journaling for another second. So for those of you who are contemplating journaling, I recommend you start the process when you're not feeling shitty. Right? So if a lot of people are like, I don't know how to journal. And then when I go to do it, I'm already, I'm, I'm angry, I'm depressed, I'm sad. And, and you can't get unstuck because you haven't built the tools to do that. But to be either starting like a gratitude journal or even just a reflect on my day journal. And when you're feeling good, you start to get into the habit of writing out your thoughts and seeing good things happen on paper. That when you write down stuff, when you're in the pit of anger, you have a habit of going to the good. You get it, get out all the crap and then you go, but there's more to this. I can, I can get to another level. I can, is this where I want to stay? What would I like instead? All of those things, right? Um, again, like anything, it, if you've never done it before, it can feel really challenging. So give yourself a leg up and start it when you feel good and just get into the habit that way. And then when you feel shitty, you'll naturally just grab the journal, not even really think about it and how it will come. So thank you for that beautiful story. And uh, I'm in, I'm, as I'm envisioning that happening, I'm giggling and I'm excited for you all at the same time. <laughs> And, and I'm really looking forward to how you're expanding um, your world, you know, through the body work that you do, as it were, and the energy work and the plant work and, um, and now sharing your story. And I, I'm just, I think it's really powerful and, and I'm grateful that you are here now sharing it with us. So, yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, ex I'm excited because, you know, one of the things I want to do down the road is be a motivational speaker. Mm -hmm. And, and I feel like I'm learning that it's the stepping stones to get there. This is yeah. to enjoy the journey to get there. Cause I always want things yesterday. I remember my parents used to, but you always want things right away. And I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. But you know, so me expanding my business is part of it is inspiring people and getting on the podcast and interviews and stuff. And I'm creating some programs around the 50 and free and, yeah. you know, yeah. having freedom to the life that you deserve. Right. And just yes. simple tips. I'm a big fan of bringing things, making things simple. Yes. Right? Who, who to do, make I mean, we can do hard things. Thank you, Lennon Doyle for that beautiful quote. We can do hard things, but we don't always have to do hard things. Like things are allowed to be easy and still be good. Mm -hmm. And, and so for a lot of us that are like, grow up under the, if it's not hard, it's not valuable. If you didn't work for it, it's not worth talking about. Like, no, you can do something that's simple and easy and effective and powerful and transformational. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Expanding, expanding. I don't think we're meant to have one career for our life. Right. I think we just need to keep growing into our own keep doing it's like I, I love my friends who are two shamans who run a retreat mm -hmm. that I like to go to and they're always saying you know your healing is my healing and my healing is your healing yes and I and I truly truly believe that because for me it's like the more I heal I feel like the more I can help others heal yeah. as well yeah right? so. and that is a huge 
part of, for so many of us that are stepping into this idea of we can put ourselves first, um, we, we can be happy, we can be free. Um, and before we hit that decision point, a lot of us get stuck in this, that selfish, right? There's this word out there that it's selfish. I'm, I have people, are res I'm, I'm responsible and people are depending on me. And, and, um, and what we, what I think freedom means, and, and for many of us, it's 50, because that's a pretty pinnacle year. It uh, could be 40. Like, it, it, I mean, whenever you hit it, it comes after having lived a life where you felt like it wasn't yours. And then you get to this space and go, oh, when I put myself first, I actually, I'm, there's more, like there's more to give and it's very reciprocal. So mm -hmm. although I'm turning inwards and filling the cup, if you will, it's, it's having a ripple effect on everyone around me in a really positive way. Um, not only do they feel like they have permission to do the same, but as a result, my energy shifts, your energy is shifted and the people around you benefit, mm -hmm. right? So I think there's a huge lesson there. So for those of uh, those individuals out there who are still feeling like, well, it's selfish and I got response, I got, I'm supposed to do all these things. The, the, it's not that it's selfless, it's, it's, it's a fulsome act. It's a very reciprocal act to put yourself first, to give to yourself first. And, um, and the impact is, is more than when you give from that empty cup. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, um, I mean, it's, to me, your energy is, is very giving and, and yet you're doing for yourself, right? You're expanding your business for you and the impact is for us. Mm -hmm. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I guess. Awesome. See, we got to enjoy life, right? We only got one life to live. <laughs> <laughs> we really do. Yeah. And it's funny because I'll hear people and they'll talk about retirement. I'm like, I never want to retire because <laughs> I love what I do. Right. Right. So. I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated by the concept. Um, and I, I mean, I think it has to do with what we think retirement is. Um, because I want to be living my best life at all times. At the same time, I want to still be living my best life when I'm 70. So, yeah. you know, there's still planning that's involved. It doesn't mean, for me, it doesn't mean about all or nothing. Like I do nothing now so I can do stuff later. And I don't do everything now so I can do nothing later, right? It's um, about finding that sustainable pace and that mm -hmm. sustainable capacity to, for abundance and to receive and, and continue to show up and, 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 for those of us who do, you know, this connection type work is to continue to show up and give. Um, and, you know, if I was doing a labor intensive job, I may feel there might be a day that I would like to not do that anymore. Um, yeah. But for those of us who are, you know, giving of ourselves, not, I can't retire from that. I can't, mm -hmm. I can't retire from being me and showing up in the world. So, yeah. Yeah. right. So <laughs> however we perceive retirement is, I mean, it's dependent upon, a, you know, how you put yourself out there. This is true. This yeah. is true. <laughs> so I don't want you to retire either, is my point. Yeah, I don't plan on retiring anytime soon. <laughs> Unless I'm having a nap, that kind of retires. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Karen, this has been phenomenal. And I'm 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 so grateful that you shared those very powerful parts of your story. And um and I'm I'm wondering what would you say to the woman who is about to turn 50 and, and is just coming to that place in her life where she's like I get a choice now, like what, you know, 
the, the world is opening up and do you want to step in? Yes, I do, but I don't know what that looks like. So what words of wisdom would you offer her um, at this point? What I would probably say, well, what I do, not probably, what I would say to people at the beginning is if money wasn't an issue, what would you be doing? Mm. Right? Like what, what do you, and, and that stumps people because we're so programmed that money brings you happiness. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it does, yeah. don't get me wrong. It does help, but it also helps you become the best version of you. Depends right. how we look at money, right? Right. So what I like to start off with people, um, especially women, is, you know, if money wasn't an issue, the kids are all moved out, you know, that kind of stuff, what would you be doing? What would you want to do? And then, and then reverse engineer, right? Yes. Right? So this is part of my program that I'm creating. Yep. But it's coming. It's coming. It's almost done. But... <laughs> You know, and, and it's, first of all, it's, what, what do you want, right? Money is not an issue. The world is your oyster. What do you want? And journal that, and journal that out. Yes, journal that out. Because, and just dream big because we're so, well, I can speak for me, you know, program that again, around the success of university, right? So, you know, but it's like dream. One of the biggest things I've learned through network marketing is dream bigger, faster. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, yeah. Let's get you to your dreams, whatever that looks like, right? Thank you. That's brilliant. I love that, if money. And, you know, it, I've heard that before, but when, it, when you're at that space, that's the, an ideal question for that moment in time, right? Mm -hmm. Because, like you said, you know, the, the other parts of, your lives have, parts of your life, excuse me, have started to slow down or they're not existent anymore. Your kids are gone. They're doing their thing. And if there's a separation or something of like that, that occurs, like, well, then what is it that you really want to do? And I know every person I've ever asked, what do you want? They go, I, I don't, I don't know. I can tell you what I don't want. Yeah. yeah. But I, but a part of you does know. So I love that question. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. So thank you um, everybody for tuning in um, and be sure if you haven't already to go and listen to the dance party. Um, and if nothing else, go YouTube or iTunes or Spotify, Footloose, Get your booty shaken and uh, and feel that beautiful energy. Uh, so thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.